So I've had some extra time to think recently because my my work commute situation has changed a little bit this week. And also, it's been a very long week. I have not touched my Mac Studio in a full seven days because when I hit the space bar to wake it up to record this show, Audio Hijack and Zoom were still open. So I it's yeah, it's been a weird <laughs> week. Um, but no, I, I, I was thinking about a way to open the show because at this point, we've been doing this so long that sometimes short on ideas. What is the biggest regret of your life that absolutely doesn't matter? Like that is completely inconsequential to like your life. I'm not saying like, oh, you, you didn't say that one thing to that person and somehow you think that you, you lost somebody forever, right? Any, no, nothing that matters. What is just something that you actually, like that you occasionally think about like, oh, that sucks that that, that, that never happened. So I will, I will go first, because even though to bring something offline, online, offline, I gave you, I, I normally don't do this. I gave you the teacher's edition or the answer key to this in advance. Ed, I don't know how so, much that's really helped me, but, but yeah, thank I, you. Well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, but you, you cited, you, you gave the example of something <laughs> that, and I'm not sure you want to bring this up because because uh, I think you're hoping the listeners forgot about it. It, it hurts. Yeah, it still hurts. Yeah. Anyway, for me, so again, so so this is the, the the prompt is things you regret, but that actually that ultimately don't matter at all. So for me, it's never having done a tour of the Giants Stadium back before it was named Oracle Park. Does this make sense now? So does it have to be something that you didn't do that you wish you did, or can it be something that it could be you... something that you did do? Okay, yeah. But for okay. me, it's it's just that I all I like I I, I enjoy baseball. I, again, in the Gabe in the Gabe Kepler era, and just like you know, the Giants, you know, we're I think are we currently barely below five hundred or NLS Some, something like that. They've had yeah. a decent run where right now. We are 76 and 78 for the season, so mm. not doing great. But, like, I, I've lived in the Bay for 11, 12 years now. Um, I had many opportunities to go have a nice stadium tour and bring the fancy camera and, and just, you know, just have, have a nice, like, non-game day experience. Like, I've, I've been to many games, and I, and I have many photos in Lightroom of the giant stadium when it was called ATT Park, and I have some regrettable photos now that it's called Oracle Park because I it, the name just upsets me and makes me sad. But um, yeah, it, never taking a a like an in depth stadium tour, which they do several times a year. Back when it was called ATT Park, I think is one of my biggest biggest regrets that absolutely does not matter. But still, sometimes that just pops in my head and bugs me. Did that buy you enough time to think of one for yourself? I think so. Um, I, I guess to um, to uh, close the loop on um, the the incident that that came to mind online offline um, was was of course the infamous uh, non tipping episode. Was that episode um, two hundred? It may have been, or we may maybe we brought it up again on episode two hundred. I don't I don't remember, but. Yeah, I was I was seeing Hamilton. I 
went to the bar to get a drink during intermission. You know, it was one of those things where you you swipe your card on the touchscreen thing, and then it you know it defaults to various tip options. And of course, they're they're usually like really really high, like you know like twenty percent for a you know like a single drink or something, which I think is what happened here. And I, and, and and in trying to do like a custom tip, I like accidentally you know closed out of the screen entirely without tipping at all. And then also didn't have any cash on me to leave a cash tip. It, it was it was terrible. Still feel bad about it. Um. So that that that's kind of in the spirit of of the question, but we can't can't use that well, example. But also, you think twenty percent was too much? There there are people that are at that are serving people who are going to a showing of Hamilton in San Francisco. I think that that is twenty percent is very low to deal with that audience. Not that you're not delightful, <laughs> but I feel like the average person they're dealing with is very much a fussy West Coast. <laughs> to be honest, I'm I'm still in a very generous tipping mood, given what the hospitality industry has been through the last few years. So honestly, if, if that were to happen today, I probably would have just done the 20% and been okay with it. But how much, wait, so, uh, uh, so we'll open up launch bar command space equals 15 times 0.2. Eh, I think actually that's kind of my maybe I'm a weirdo. I for each cocktail I usually tip five bucks. Mm, well, that's that's I would say that's generous. But, but I think it's more of maybe an establishment where there's much more like artistry or like it's I guess I guess if you're if they're churning out cocktails at the Orpheum that's maybe yeah this was I'm like sure a pre whole... like a premixed thing that they just kind of pour into a glass you know not to got it you know not to belittle what they're doing but it's it's not the artistic cocktail thing that you're talking about got it was it what is it was it a whiskey sour do i do i get royalties <laughs> on this <laughs> it was an old-fashioned it was a <laughs> jefferson old-fashioned or something <laughs> wait what's that is that somehow different than a regular it, 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 no it, it was it was named after you know someone or something in hamilton i don't remember what <laughs> what's the guy um washington uh, that's Never. Never mind. Now I'm just gonna remember the whole John Adams. the whole soundtrack. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Okay, so so that that so that's an ineligible. Oh, yeah, regret slash memory slash. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I so I, I've got, I've got one for you. I think, um, and I, I I feel like this one is a good fit because a recurring theme on this show is like slightly irresponsible purchases and financial decisions that we make. You know, we. nothing. Yeah, I'd say we. we. I'd say we. Mr. $8,000 Mac Studio or whatever, whatever your computer costs. Hey, it gets, it gets used daily. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> right. This week has sucked. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so what? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. So I... I owned a Ford Escape, which which was the first car that that I bought with my hard earned money uh, in in college, and I really really liked that car. And also in retrospect, it was the last good design of the Ford Escape. They've they've pretty significantly it? redesigned it a couple of times since I've Does had it, and it it's. It doesn't look Ooh, nearly as nice woof. now. Yeah, right. It looks like, have you ever seen, there's this really ugly car that Ford makes called the C-Max? It looks like that. The, the C-Max? 
Yeah, Google that. Oh, it, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Which is a fucking ugly car. It, look, it looks like um, one of those British taxis. But right. if you Americanified it. Yeah. yeah oh, when, like, when, you Google, when you Google Ford C-Max, the first result is Ford C-Max retired. Now what? <laughs> and they, they recommend you buy an Escape. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. That's an ugly car. Okay, got it. All right. So, but you bought you bought one in college. All yeah. Right. So I bought a, I guess it would have been, let's say, like a 2008, maybe, Ford Escape. And checks out. I loved that car. And, you know, there was something to having, you know, bought it on my own. And yeah, it was a, it was a great, great car. And, you know, I had it obviously for the rest of college and then brought it up to San Francisco with me when we first moved up here. And then, you know, had it for the first few years we were up here. And then at one point when I, you know, moved into a a new apartment in the city and, you know, was paying like a fair amount for for parking um, and then also got a job where I could, you know, get to and from on public transit, I made the just terrible terrible decision oh, of selling so it what's harsh that you're about to put the fiesta on blast like this <laughs> well it's not so well we'll we'll get to it so so i thought that i could live without a car which was like it was one of those decisions where so i i sold the escape and it was like one of those things where I probably literally within the first two weeks, maybe even less, I knew I made a huge mistake. Like the idea of there were like, there were so many little moments, like almost right away where it was like, well, crap, I don't have a car. Now what do I do? Um, this was before, uh, the cactus of society had really taken off. Like rideshare was not necessarily that much of a prevalent option. Right. Well, still like I mean, kind of getting zip cardish area. Yeah, I, I mean, getting around San Francisco was fine, but you know, anytime I was doing Leaving something outside of San Francisco, which you know wasn't every day, but was somewhat frequent, that became that became a problem. And so, I just yeah, I pretty much instantly regretted the decision. And then you know, not all that long after, like probably less than a year after I sold it. I got got the Fiesta, which you just mentioned, and then you know, in what color? <laughs> race red, which I'm sure if you go oh, back I in, you the, ha- I thought you had that funky like limerita green. Well, so there's Wait, there's there... two there's two pieces to that. So they actually Did had you have one. Two fiestas? <laughs> no, <laughs> um, they actually had a Fiesta in that color in the showroom when I went to. Um, go look at them. And it's a good thing that they did because seeing it in person, I realized it was a terrible color. It was kind of a yellowish green in person. Um, so it was not very attractive and it would have been significantly more money had I opted for that that option. Um, so yeah, so I had the Fiesta and then a couple of years after that, I got the Edge and then, you know, that, is what took me to the um the model three and you know i mean luckily like the timing with that edge lease and the model three like you know listeners from a few years ago remember how nicely that all worked out so that that part of it was good but just like in retrospect 
what I should have, of course, done is just kept the explorer, not the explorer, um, the um, the escape, the escape. Thank you. Too too many car names. I'm trying to put together well, the, the here only, at once. The only reason I remember it so vividly is again, it's Arrested Development is not a show that has aged well, but it's the thing where George Senior goes on the lot. And he's trying to avoid buying a Ford Bronco, so they uh, re-envision it as the Ford Escape. <laughs> right. Um, I should have just kept the Escape until I got the Model 3. And that would have saved me from going through the the pain in the butt that was not having a car for a while. And then it would have saved me, I don't even want to think about how much money you know, that I spent on the leases for those two other cars that I, that I didn't need to. So, so, but, but I, I commend you because as, as somebody who's, who's a dumb West coast liberal who, who appreciates kind of like, like the, the urban dense urbanization movement and thinks that potentially a car free future is possible for people who aren't me. Um, like, I mean, I, I get it. So the fact that you thought that you could go car free and just use Muni and, um, other stuff like that, that's admirable. I, I, even though you found it was impractical, I actually kind of think that's actually pretty cool. Well, thank you. But it was, it and was I'm, a dumb I'm, decision. And that somehow does not re- recoup or does not restore the money, but it doesn't make you whole, but like good vibes. Those, those are worth something. Right. Interesting. Okay, that was a much more substantial answer than mine. Hmm. <laughs> Not trying to one up you, but that just it was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Is there are there any places you like any 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 let's let's we'll broaden this out. Any like musical acts, any restaurants, any places that you'd wanted to go to and that you waited too long and were no longer an option at some point? Um, not, I, nothing immediately comes to mind there. I mean, one, one thing that I guess I wish I could have done at some point was live abroad. Like it was never, mm. never really a realistic option for me in college, like studying abroad, just it wouldn't, wouldn't have really worked out for me. Um, and then, you know, at a previous job things were kind of trending in the direction where that may have become a possibility but then things at that at that company didn't didn't work out so uh, Hmm. international expansion didn't really become a thing so um okay i have a question for you because it's something i was talking about with a, a colleague that's um 20 years older than me when your um your housemates again still workshopping the names um are all grown up and at college or doing other stuff would you ever consider renting or selling your home and then doing the live abroad thing or trying to redo city life at that point in time or do you think you're I, much you're, you're too settled know. on a suburban suburbanness i don't know about abroad but yeah i think i would definitely think about getting an apartment like back in san francisco or something sure yeah like because like his uh, like so like so yeah my colleagues he his daughter is going off to college next year and he and his wife own a home in marin and they're thinking like yeah maybe we either 
like they're they're wary to sell it because of the tax advantages and stuff like that but they're like thinking like hey maybe we like they they grew up they uh, got like they their relationship started when they were in a russian hill apartment in san francisco and they're thinking like hey that might be fun to do again right yeah it's yeah. kind of it's kind of interesting uh way to think about it yeah I, I would i would think i would think about that um yeah or even like at the, at that previous job that i was alluding to where like the the european thing didn't work out like i i also kind of had an opportunity to potentially like live in new york for a while so is you know the not what's that? that one that starts with p correct yeah okay um so you know not not abroad obviously but would have been a yeah, basically <laughs> would have been a significant you know change for somebody who had you know lived their entire life and, and now continues to live their entire life in california um but didn't didn't do that i don't i don't know if i regret that yeah. so much but um but it's more but it's more the living abroad thing that i that would have been cool to be able to do sure so specifically on the new york thing one i mean you've already lived in two different states california and southern california really kind of feel like two different states but i don't know yeah new york if it feels like it would be fun to live there but also probably not like because you you're not that you're like a surfer dude, but it feels like you kind of appreciate the coasts and the diversity of nature that specifically Northern California affords you. I like New York would be less fun to actually live there. Yeah, I mean, if I would have done it, it would have been something that had kind of a like set Shelf time. Life. Yeah, you like know. it would have been for like at most a couple of years, probably shorter than that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. All right. Good answers, bud. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's go to follow up. So I have a couple of things. So one, this is this, this is a quick throwaway. This is uh, based off a screenshot that you just sent me. Uh, you see, send me a picture of your lock screen based off of your affinity for the photo carousel feature of iOS 16. Yeah. Yep. What the hell is in the screenshot? I thought that all the reviews mentioned that, hey, the dynamic island does not show up in screenshots. It's there. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, the, the screenshot just shows, like, whatever would be behind the dynamic island? No, it's just got a big old black thing there. Like, all the reviews were, hey, the dynamic island, and specifically, like, from a privacy angle uh you would never see in a screenshot what's there just like you don't actually see the notch in screenshots yeah i've never seen a screenshot of a of a current generation iphone where there is the island there no oh, I, I mean i haven't changed any settings and just used you know the standard you know two side buttons to to take the screenshot oh but so. that good boy with his majestic coat <laughs> Yeah, that photo, right. the photo, car so the photo carousel thing was actually, so it was kind of funny because, you know, I praised it last week, but then I, I kind of soured on it after the last episode because I was getting just like the same handful of pictures over and over again. And I thought like, well, surely in the like 27,000 or whatever photos I have in my photo library, like it could find a cool. few more that's going to be a good fit. But it turns so what, out what, that, you know, it, the thing with the iPhone, I guess for like privacy reasons, is every time you switch phones, 
it, it redoes all the machine learning. So. Yeah, it's got to reprocess all the like the face recognition and all that. So that, and it only does that when your phone is off and locked, which you know and is in. is and yeah, and plugged in, and then, which is you know the case for me, you know, every night when I go to bed. But even still, that took like the better part of like four or five days to do after I got my new phone. So anyway, it, it took a, took a few days for that to kind of like kick in, but like now I'm getting a good variety of photos and it's, it's, I like it now. So, so two things with that one, um, if you scroll up a little bit, the two screenshots that you have above that don't have the dynamic Island in it. I feel like that's a bug. Oh, that's funny. Um, Huh. That's what I was like. That's like that's really weird to see that. Um, and then my other point is is uh, so photo shuffle or whatever what's it called photo carousel. It does it like you just point it at the entire photo library, or do you tell it people of interest? Like because that that feels like a, a wild card. Just be like, hey, literally any photo in my library go nuts. So, couple things here. So first. I just took two screenshots kind of like back to back. One showed the dynamic <laughs> island and the second one didn't. So Okay, working great. Gonna, gonna probably say a bug, maybe. Um anyway. Um <laughs> so I don't know what's going on there. Um but then to answer your second question, I think I maybe covered this when I was talking about the feature, or maybe maybe I forgot to, but when you when you first set it up, it's very granular. So you can kind of at a top level, you can say how often you want it to change photos you can actually set it to change every time you un- every time you like turn your phone on or i guess in the case of the iphone 14 it's every time you like fully wake the screen up or whatever the right terminology is now that it's an always on display um or you can have it update like once an hour or once a day i've chosen once an hour and then once you choose that you can very granularly choose what you want it to show so there's like different categories to choose from there's people there's pets there's places and i think maybe there's one other one so you can kind of add a you can choose those categories or just exclude a category entirely and then within the people category in particular you can actually choose which people it shows and you can, you know, just pick a, a, a couple of people. So for me, it's, you know, it's the lady friend and, and the two housemates. Um, and um, so, so, I'm, so that, I'm that's, into that's the, how I set mine up. I'm going into the, like, create a new lock screen thing. Is it called Photo Shuffle? Or is that mm, different? Maybe it's Photo Shuffle. I don't know where so, I got Photo so Carousel from. So Photo Shuffle, a dynamic set of photos that shuffle as you use your iPhone throughout the day. Okay, so you were prompted with people... Oh, that that's sorry. Uh, that's a great person to show. Uh, people, nature, and cities, and shuffle frequency. That's right. Yeah. Eh, okay, let's uncheck people. We'll do nature and cities. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we'll we'll. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I'm gonna. Oh, okay. There's Trucky. Okay. Uh, okay. I I might keep this on. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really good. And you know, like we were talking about last week, I find the photo choices to be mostly really good i mean it, it picks a dud every once in a while but overall <laughs> i'd say pretty good like it's it's picked a couple photos for me that are just like blatantly out of focus or you know something like that 
but um, uh, but again, also it's it's choosing from your own photo library, so which, which it a, is, yeah. Which is maybe maybe don't don't blame the camera, blame the photographer kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but but yeah, no. Overall, it, it's a it's a really good feature, and it's it's well implemented. The one thing I would love for them to add, which I I think I'm stealing from Dan Morin, is it would be great if there was a way to like tap the screen or do some kind of gesture where you could have it take you to your photo library to like where that photo is that it's currently showing because there there have mm-hmm. been some photos especially like nature photos where I'm like where the when, hell is that it? like when yeah. did I when did I take that <laughs> um it would be because it's you know it's going through my my photo library and I think I <sighs> there there was like one point where I I like exported all my photos like and they're on my Synology and I've like never imported them back into my photo library. I should do that at some point. Um, anyway, my, my current photo library, I think, goes back to like. 2012 or something, so it's like 10 years old, maybe. And so some of these older photos that it's picking, I'm, you know, I'm like, I don't have any memory of that. So it'd be kind of it'd be kind of nice to do or like if you could like tap on the screen and have it like show you or tell you where it is kind of like the apple tv screensavers or something yeah or at the very least like the laziest way to implement this would just be to introduce like an automatic photo album that just like recently shown on your home screen or something that'd be cool too that that would require the least amount of effort but yeah Yeah. Eh, i'll try this for a couple like the first thing it showed me is a lovely photo of santa barbara that i took so yeah okay i'm 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 sort of into this yeah yeah it's it's been it's the only it's the only thing I've done with custom lock screens. Like the photo shuffle lock screen is, is the one and only lock screen that I've created. And you don't have any of these nonsense widgets on there. And I, I, so I, I've, I've tried widgets off and on the last um, few days. And I just, so there, there, there's a couple of things. One is I haven't found any good widgets that, really that don't show me any any information that I can't already see on my Apple watch. Hmm. And then the second problem is when the screen is in its sort of like always on modes, like when it's dimmed, like my experience is you can't really read the widgets that well. And so at that point it kind of becomes a question of like, well, what's, really even the point of having them there and i and i actually think even when the screen is fully on like when you lift up your phone depending on the picture that's in the background the widgets can still be kind of hard to read and they're obscuring your photos which you know are going through the the photo shuffle so yeah not not a fan not a fan of the widgets and so yeah i don't i don't have any on currently yeah that that was going to be my my follow up question which is um are you because you have the new phone are you leaving the always on display on i i am and i but i couldn't really tell you why i probably should just turn it off like it's it's too bright yeah it's i find it like because i I generally like through the day i just have my phone on my desk kind of like i have it right now and i even after almost two weeks of having the phone i still i still just find it kind of distracting and it's not really providing me any good information. Like I, I can 
quickly glance at the time, but again, I, I usually have my watch on and I don't have any widgets. And with the way that they've changed notifications, you can't really see those <laughs> on your lock screen either anymore. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe when the live activities stuff comes out, that that'll be kind of nice to have on the lock screen but yeah ov overall i i mean th this is this is not really an original thought i guess i'm i'm probably mostly just stealing this from like upgrade this week but like you know two of the main two of the main like three features from the new phone you know being dynamic island always on display and camera like those first two are just sort of not really fully baked like the the mm -hmm. the always on display really feels like apple said well you know everybody else is kind of doing always on displays so like i guess we'll do it too without really coming up with a way to to make it useful and then you know the dynamic island stuff you know because third parties can't tap into it yet that's really really limited in what it does and that i mean that part should be fixed you know in the next couple of months question mark slash hopefully um but the always on display feels like uh, maybe ios 17 next year will rethink that a little bit like it's kind of kind of hard to say what they're going to do with that but what could they possibly do to make it useful like i just if you're somebody who's on board with the watch, like who's like who's looking at their screen? I, I I just don't get it. Like you would just tap it. Like the way a lot of Android phones have done it, because I, I I like I'm of the opinion that I just don't feel like this feature would ever be useful. But like the way most Samsung phones do it is it just it shows the time and it shows just small icons of what notifications you have. And I mean, not that that's a great way to do it, but it seems like that's kind of the extent of how this could be useful. Like just seeing your wallpaper, like just all the time doesn't like, I, I don't see how that's better. Yeah. I think, I think what I would prefer is a, just a black screen with the time, the date and just like kind of a summary list of notifications that I haven't read. I I think that or, that sounds pretty good to me. Or on that note, one way that I think that might be more useful or like or kind of like a, a like a a happy medium between those like the current technology and that kind of stuff is normally the t let's pretend you're somebody who doesn't have an Apple Watch. The stuff that would have made your screen like go full brightness, like just have it do that really subtle dimming but with that notification. Like that, I don't know. Like it, that's the one thing that doesn't feel like it really has the Apple touch currently. There's no real selling point of this feature. And it's now just this weird type of feature that doesn't really have a purpose. And, but it, it but it's also like, it's just not decidedly better. Like eventually when I, like I'll, next month when I get my phone, like I will immediately turn this off. I, I just don't see the value. Yeah, I mean, and it was it was obvious in the moment. Like, I'm I'm sure in in our episode, you know, right after the event earlier this month, I mean, 
they, it's it was like they could not move past the always on display fast enough in the presentation. They spent like a minute and a half on it, and it, I, I remember just thinking like, that's so bizarre that they didn't have any sort of compelling story about why they added it. Um, yeah, it's it's very strange. I do think live activities will help, but still not totally justify why it's there. Yeah. So yeah, I I I probably should I probably should just turn it off, but I don't know, it doesn't really um, like it doesn't I mean, it I guess I still kind of feel the same way as I did last week, which is I'm very I'm very sort of ambivalent towards iOS 16 and watch OS 9 and you know the I now I guess the you know the iPhone 14 having had it for a little while now like there's just there's nothing there's nothing jumping off the page for me in terms of making this a super exciting phone yeah uh on the on the other side I am very much anti-iOS 16 because I still absolutely hate how notifications work and I get mad at my phone every day um so a couple things. So other quick follow-up things to blow through. Uh, so transit on Apple Watch or on Apple Wallet period is relatively new. That that happened middle of this, like spring of this year, right? No, no. It's, it's been it's been around. Um, it, it's certainly since twenty twenty one at least. It came out during hmm. during COVID. It may have even been twenty twenty. Oh, so you're saying COVID's over? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Um, so the uh, Clipper card for the for Bay Area people, uh, and and we admit it. This is, this is a hyper local Bay Area podcast, and if you're from the East Coast, it's 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 all right. We can anyway. Uh, but yeah, the Clipper card. Like, there's a couple things about it that are very frustrating to me that I that I found. Uh, now that I have not ever like chosen to manually top up the card, because like previously, like yeah, I, I take a couple of Muni Metro trips a month, but not enough where I've ever actually had to think about the balance on the card. So with this, you can only have the Clipper card exist on your phone or your Apple Watch, not both. Yeah, remember I I ran into that, or I discovered that the hard way where. I went I went to like use it. I think it was maybe even for the first time last year. And it was like the morning of I I tried to pull it up on my phone and like couldn't find it and I was like what the hell? Like where I remember I definitely added it and then I ended up just like buying a new car to you know get me through the trip that day and then I discovered after the fact that I at some point I had put the card on my watch not realizing that that would mean that it was removed from my phone. <laughs> It's it's very weird because like your Apple Pay credit cards can live like on both. And you I mean you have to activate them separately, but like you can have a card, you know, on your phone and your watch and that's that's no problem. So it yeah. is it's weird that transit cards like can only live in one place at a time. Yeah. So I mean so, so that's weird and I eventually like I had it live on my phone for a while and then I moved it to the watch cuz Again, like just like you're tra- checking out at Trader Joe's, like I, 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 ninety ninety five percent of my contactless transactions 
go to the watch. So I noticed when I tagged onto the ferry that it was it was like, hey, you have negative three dollars in your car. I'm like, oh. Uh, but like it, it's it still lets you on because Clipper lets you go negative, which is which is nice to not like hold up the line. And I was like, okay, so there's a few things with this. So one, if you have a traditional Clipper card, you have the auto reload function where like it's just like, hey, every time I need more money, it just it just pings your credit card or your debit card for twenty bucks. That's fine. So the Apple Watch or the Apple Wallet implementation is not like that. There is no way that I have found where you can auto reload the card. So then can't, I was can't like, you can't you go to the clippercard.com site and no, configure because, it there? Nope. Because when you transfer that, so that's the thing when you set it up, you can convert an, an existing clipper card over to it. So that means that your balance will go onto this virtual card. But you cannot have a clipper dot clippercard.com thing that still has the auto reload functionality. Like it, it just deactivates that card and moves that balance to your Apple wallet. What what about in the Clipper app? But that the Clipper app is basically useless. I like I haven't used it since it launched, but I'm pretty sure it is its only function exists to bridge the gap between the legacy the Clipper infrastructure and this one to basically carry your balance over. Because it stops the other card from existing if you change your other one so i'm 80 percent so, sure about this so, so well so i mean i so i'm looking at the clipper app on my phone right now and the clipper card like the, the physical clipper card that i have had ever since we moved to the bay area that i you know transferred onto my phone still has the same auto load on it that it's that it's always had even when it was a physical card but um have you so but not to put your business out there but have you done more than like twenty dollars in clipper transactions to test what happens when you get low i i haven't but i mean i i can i i, I can see the auto load setting that's on it right now and then the, the first option in the clipper card app when you select a particular card is manage auto load so but i think that's still reflective of your because this like, that's only for to manage your physical clipper card because but, well, it's but a that, different card in Apple Wallet. Well, but the the physical card is like no longer valid or active. Like it gives you that warning when you convert it into a you know digital card or whatever. So I, I think the Clipper app is what you're looking for. I think if you go into that and you manage auto load, you can set it up. I don't think it is. Huh. I think I'll look. Into I think it. you're wrong. I think you're. <laughs> it's okay. I, I will look more into it. I mean, I that don't... that would be that would be crazy if they took well, away no, so, but, auto. Well, so here's well, no, because here's the thing. I, I just went back into the Clipper card app and I just signed in using one password. And well, actually, I'll just send you a screenshot. So do go into a Slack. It's riveting, yeah. riveting audio. Ransom. <laughs> um. So there we go. Yeah, I have a big old thing that says "unknown card." Your Apple, <laughs> your your a card is available in Apple. Like, yeah, it's it doesn't exist anymore. No, you just need. I think if you click if you click register, if you I click don't. register, I think that'll relink it to your Clipper account. I think that so, may. I think well, that so may be your. I think that may be your problem. Is so cash, but then like so view activity. Because you only have one, you only have one Clipper card on your phone, right? 
correct? Yeah. So I think I think if you register this and you just link it to your existing Clipper account, I think that'll that'll give you the auto load option that I'm that I'm trying to explain to you. We'll see. Because because now, damn it, I think you're right. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't. Now, I, guess I don't. You know what? I think I actually think this may have been part of my problem too when I did the transfer. Is I, I mean, I didn't download the Clipper app. I didn't think there'd be any need to. But then when I was trying to figure out what happened to my card, one of the things I thought of doing was downloading the, the Clipper app. And then I, I think I probably saw this same screen that you're looking at, which is like, hey, there's this there's this card in your wallet that we have no idea what it is, even, even though I don't know why. It wouldn't just so, bring your existing credentials over, but so essentially, so once once I tap the what what's the button say register button, uh, so it's a, so it does acknowledge maybe it does live in both places. Okay, I I'll admit I was wrong, but it says card is on your watch. Well, yeah, well that and so, that was how the, the the Clipper app is how I discovered where my original card was because I I saw that exact thing that that you're showing here, which is yeah the the cards on your watch. So the phone app can at least tell you that, but you can't you can't access it through the wallet app on your phone if it's on your watch. This is confusing. Like this this is confusing enough where it's too confusing. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, you can turn on title. you can turn on auto <laughs> you can turn on auto load from here. So I accept your apology. Uh sure. So <laughs> with, without this prior knowledge, again, I admitted you're right. That's the most you're gonna get on me. <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it um, um but the, but my thing is so so let me go back to the podcast ideas folder is that like so i didn't know what to do with it um wait where, where's the thing uh not not the Roomba mop so yeah so i so before this information i didn't know how to resolve the negative three dollars thing so then i was like okay i go into the wallet app on the phone it's not it's not there because it, it exists on the watch so then i go to the watch app on the phone and then you go there and then it says to add money go to your apple watch and in wallet tap the balance on your transit card and then you can go in and tell it to do like a manual reload of 25 dollars or whatever which is fine but like i guess if you don't know the incantations that are required to download a separate app from your transit agency even though the point of the apple watch thing is to not have to have a separate app or a separate thing it you have to know to literally go into the thing on your wrist and go to the wallet app not and you can't do it by double clicking the side thing like you would to like pay for something you have to go click the crown scroll down to wallet scroll to the plus icon and then add a my it's just it's it's not as simple as it should be. Well, once auto loads on, you won't really have to think about it. That's not the point. <laughs> no, I, I I know what you mean. There, you anyway. should be able to essentially fully self service the card in the wallet app. Yeah. yeah. As as a fussy transit advocate, I'm mad about this. Well, um, I, I I don't know. Like going back a few years. Like, like having Clipper cards be on an iPhone felt kind of like a pipe dream. So I'm still happy it's there. And I mean, hopefully, hopefully they'll continue just to improve on the, on the integration. Um, cause yeah. it seems like it needs some refinement, but yeah, I'm, I'm just glad it's there. 
Yeah, it's still no MTA integration. Because, like, the whole thing is with, with in, in New York, like, where they have, like, again, like, Chicago, like London and Chicago, like, all, all spaces have tried it. And they've all kind of settled on the thing where you don't actually, like, because in London they have the Oyster card. And in, in M- with the MTA, they have transitioned away from the Metro card over to the Omni system, O-M-N-Y, because, of course, where their whole thing is, it's basically, hey, you just use your credit card. And then they know that it's the same card every time you tap on something. So you don't even need a transit card. And in New York, they have a thing where if you take 11 trips in a week, they just do a fair cap at, I think it's like $33. And then you just don't ever have to worry about it. So whether you're using like your actual physical like credit card with contactless or you're using your Apple Watch, it, does, it doesn't matter. And again, like I, I'm like I, I know it's a lot of work to do that, and I know the Bay Area is much much smaller than New York City or London, but like it, it, it that's a much nicer situation. I, I, I don't know. I have nothing to complain about, but but this is still a very minor, hyper specific gripe. Um. All right. Other couple quick things before we get to main stuff. Uh. I don't actually know why I put this in follow-up, but I think it got it got omitted from the major show notes. Uh, Apple is apparently rumored to be the headlining sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, replacing Pepsi, who has done it for the past like decade. Um, and the reason why this was of note to our show specifically is that uh, it was rumored early on that Taylor Swift was possibly going to be headlining the show, but um, I think she through her network of people has indicated that that is not going to be the case because she is busy re-recording 1989 and she also has her album midnights that is uh slated to come out next month mm-hmm. all right uh other thing you can throw in the show notes uh all around nice guy and cool dude Buster Posey, who has retired from the uh, San Francisco Baseball Giants as of last year, is joining the uh, group that owns said San Francisco Giants. Pretty cool. Yeah. And lastly, uh, one other thing I was thinking about when I was thinking about the Clipper card in depth. App Clips. Do you remember that? I do. Have you ever encountered one? Other than the one from like the toast kiosk thing, no, that's the the one that we talked about on the on the show uh, some number of months ago. Still, the only one I've I've ever seen. Yeah, weird. That was one of the, like one of the iOS features I was actually most excited about is uh, getting a semi-native app experience without a full download and full registration. But yeah, it feels like. I don't know if it's a pandemic related thing, but like it just, yeah, that never actually materialized or maybe I just don't live in a city where people are doing that kind of thing. It was, it was announced in like, yeah, 2019 or 2020. So I'm sure COVID didn't do it any favors, but, but, but wouldn't it have been the opposite? Cause now we're still living in the fucking dumb QR code menu generation. Like it, like it feels like that's actually kind of Mm. an accelerator. Yeah. That type of thing. Well, yeah, and it, it, you know, when it was announced, it was clearly one of those things that was going to take a while to adopt. But it's it's been at least a couple of years now, maybe three yeah. years. So it it yeah, it does kind of feel like we should have seen it a bit more by now. But yeah, so for a slower week, one time we should we should do a roundup of 
I, iOS ideas that never actually got off the ground. Mm. All right. Um, so one other thing in our streaming segment. So I, the, I only linked to this in the ideas folder because I'd never, ever heard of the term hard bundle. And uh, Disney co-CEO Bob Chapek, one of the Bobs, talked about the idea of a hard bundle for Disney Plus and Hulu, which basically means like HBO maxing it, which is that you just shoehorn a bunch of stuff into a single app. So instead of the Disney Trio or the Disney Bundle right now, which is that you can pay, I think, $18 a month and get Disney Plus, um, ESPN Plus, and ad-supported Hulu, they would do a hard bundle, which how did... Um, how did uh, the Verge write it? Another option was the quote-unquote hard bundle, which is truly, which is a truly fascinating way to refer to quote merging the apps together into one app, which is the 2023 plan for Discovery Plus and HBO Max. I I actually don't know how a family-centric, like Disney Plus, on its own, there is no. Other than like the Marvel movies, like there's not really any objectionable or like kid unsafe content in it, right? And yeah, not 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 really. Um, yeah, so having having all the Hulu stuff like forced in there because they really want to because how much does Disney Plus cost right now? It's gone through a couple of price hikes, but it's maybe nine dollars right now, I think. I'm so I've like still it, I've still it, got like two months left on my of your founders plan or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. So yeah. I haven't been keeping up with it. But like, if they were to jam it together because they really want to get people paying eighteen or twenty dollars a month or whatever the Disney bundle goes for right now, like I do feel like there's kind of a, a, a weird scenario where they're putting stuff that does have slightly more adult content I, in the native app, all in pursuit of I, trying to get people to pay for three services instead of one. I mean, this is what they already do in every territory other than the U.S. It's like in the U.K. and all through Europe. When you go into the Disney Plus app, there's just a tile that's they they don't call it Hulu. It's called um, Star or something like that. But it's well, it's, it's, I, it's, I the, it, it's it's the international equivalent of Hulu, and it's just there, and it's it's no it's no big deal. I mean, they have parental controls and everything within the app. So I I don't know. I I don't. I I feel like the and we we've talked about this on the show before but like I feel like the Disney being exclusively like a family friendly brand is like I I feel like Disney's is has kind of abandoned that. I mean the acquisition of 20th Century <laughs> Fox and all the content that came along with that, the more kind of mature edgy um kind of tone that even their own properties have taken like th- so there's this new star wars show that came out last week and they released the first few episodes of that um is that the one called andor andor yeah um i mean it, it's like it's like shockingly m- mature for a star wars show um, is it good uh t- 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 <laughs> tbd still i i have well so so it so it's interesting uh. <laughs> because as a quick little sidebar, so that show was supposed to come out the last week of August, and like a month before it was supposed to come out, 
they announced that, oh, actually what we're going to do is we're going to release it three weeks later, but we're going to just drop the first three episodes at once. And so the lady friend and I have watched two of the first three. And <laughs> our our impression both after episode, especially after episode one, a little bit less after episode two, was, oh, I can see why somebody stepped in and said, hey, we've got to release like a few of these at once because the first episode just kind of just doesn't it's not it doesn't really tell any sort of like complete story it doesn't really even set anything up completely it kind of just like ends and you're like oh okay i don't really even know what i'm watching or where this is going so it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a slow burn i guess is the is the nice way to say it um but anyway so, going back to the original point like it's 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 in, it's incredibly mature for for what it is i mean there's there's you know, allusions to like prostitution. There's like as close to a sex scene as you're ever going to get in Star Wars. I would think is is in this show, which was which kind of surprising. Um, it's kind of violent. Like it's 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 just it overall it's a very mature take on Star Wars and not something I would have guessed seeing from Disney even a handful of years ago. Huh. Okay, so. Uh- Several things on this. One, going back a few minutes, if we could somehow find a way to patent that pause before you deliver a negative review of something, that's that that can make <laughs> a lot of money. So the only reason I knew about the show is that there's an ad uh, when you're approaching the Bay Bridge that uh, is for that show. And then I I have a question. Do you know what the tagline or the slogan for Disney Plus is? It's a bad one. So not not for this show in particular, but just Disney Plus overall. All of Disney Plus. I have no idea. I'll send you a link. It's surprise. It's on Disney Plus. That's not very good. I don't like it. Wh- wh- why is that? A, why is anything? Disney owns pr- almost everything. Why? No shit. So, <laughs> so that's the thing. So so please put a link in the show notes to this tweet, and if you click on it, it doesn't make any sense because if you if you just watch this video it's just this hodgepodge of half second clips of stuff that has absolutely no link to it other than the fact that disney owns it like i don't know what free guy is i don't know like there's the simpsons there's they keep showing inside out which is my favorite pixar movie and Again, as I grow older, it continues to reinforce itself as the, the fact that Wally is no longer my favorite. Inside Out is the best Pixar movie. You, you know they're making a sequel to that, right? I do, but I'm afraid they're going to ruin it because I haven't. I think liked it's like all the same. It's like all the same talent coming back. I think. I know, but they're they're not doing new ideas and and just Disney. I don't know. I, I I'm I, I've kind of fallen out of love with Pixar. Soul Soul was good. Soul was good, but the rest of it wasn't. But yeah, like if you just look at like yeah, surprise! It's on Disney Plus. That's a terrible tagline. So literally, that just says we, if, we we have a shit ton of content that we have no idea how to bring it together, and we're just gonna say surprise! It's on Disney Plus. We hope you visit a theme park and pay us two hundred twenty five dollars. Like that's not a thing. Like like literally, if if you played a game, which would be like the world's lamest game, but if you just started, <laughs> like if you just went up to somebody and like started listing, like intellectual property or shows or whatever. <laughs> And had that other person have to guess who owned it, 
that person could just oh, say, man. could just respond Disney to every single one and they'd be right like 80% of the time. So why, I don't know why it, it would be a surprise that anything that is was a terrible Disney game. Plus. <laughs> uh, it's like, wasn't there, yeah, the, anyway, that's silly. Like uh, this tweet on hashtag Disney Plus, you can always expect and stream the unexpected. Uh, that's not good. I'm not somebody, I'm not somebody who's angry about media consolidation as much as I probably should be, but this this is stupid. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, did you ever watch that WandaVision show? No, I... Um, so there, there, there's a thing with Marvel where I kept up with it for a fair while. I'd say probably through, I guess, through like the original Iron Man trilogy which was kind of the first big trilogy in that whole series. But then, you know, started kind of falling behind. And, like, you get to a point where, like, you've fallen so far behind that there's kind of no hope in catching up. And so, like, that that's where I'm at with Marvel stuff. Like, I, there's just there's so much I haven't seen that, like, I wouldn't even quite know, like, where to pick it back up. Fair. Um, yeah, as so. somebody who's seen literally none of it, not a single frame, I'm all right with that. <laughs> uh, is Marvel the one with Ant Man and Bumblebee? Correct. Yeah. Oh, I got it right. Then what well, is I don't DC know. Own? I know. I, I know Ant Man. I don't. I don't know who Bumblebee is. I don't know. I I think I once I went to the theater and to watch Coco, and uh, then I cried in the theater. Um, and there was an ad for oh, something Coco's called Bumblebee. Oh, Coco's good, too. That's relatively new. Pixar yeah. it's a few years old. No, it's from 2015. Jesus. Yeah, time is real. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's going to include a swear. Is it, is it uh, really? 2015? Uh, Alexa. Uh, IMDb Coco. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're probably right. 2017. Close enough. Oh, okay. Five years. Um, oh, it's, it's, getting, it's getting into be Coco watching season, too, here. Oh God! I remember. Going, oh man, I can't get to the, go to the Home Depot right now because because we we've talked about it. But the thing where where Disney finally realized that they can make money because um, all holiday de- decorations and apparently Halloween counts as the holiday in America now. Where half of Home Depot, when you walk in when it's holiday season, is just <laughs> things attached to an air compressor that you put on your lawn if yep. you're lazy. Yep. And they now have ones for Coco. So you have, what's the dude's name? The kid. I, I know the I, dog's. I know the dog's name is Dante. I, I'm, but I don't, but I don't know the humans. Naturally, that's that's the story for the, my entire life. Is I remember dogs' names, but not people. Names. There, there's there's probably some psychology term His for this Diego, or something. Think, Diego. Right? Um, where I'm, I'm pretty good at remembering like plots or stories. Like I could give you a good summary of a plot, but. Have have no hope of remembering any character names. His name is Miguel, not Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> um, but no, but that's the thing. Well, again, like uh, yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah. I good. I am the I'm the same way. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll keep that in. Oh, uh, you said it. Yo, 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 we're definitely keeping all this in. Yeah. There's nothing problematic about this, and be, nobody can cancel me. That's fine. I don't, who cares? Oh, you, I mean, you, uh, but you no, said that, it with such conviction. I mean, you, you know, you really thought you were right. Wait, no, hold on. Wait, was there a Diego? Or because the dog's name was Dante? 
Sure. I I literally don't remember. Like, I love that movie, but I literally don't remember any of the character names. Yeah, I don't think there was a Diego. Sir, just command F. No, zero zero results found. All right, whatever. (laughs) Okay. But no, but that's... Wait, what was I talking about? So... No, but the thing at the Home Depot, I, I don't know how this relates to Coco, but yeah, but like you, go, I don't know what it like. This this is the well, 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 I'm sure we'll circle back to this around Christmas time. But Americans are so lazy. Where when you have the thing where like, have you seen those things where it's Christmas lights, but it's just a thing you it's like a stake in the ground that you plug in and it just like shoots lasers <laughs> at your garage door. I have seen this. Yes. It's just like I I hate it. Like I I don't like Halloween. I think Halloween's bad. I don't like being scared. I don't like kids. I don't like teens doing stuff. But they but like <laughs> Halloween what? <laughs> teens doing things is the worst type of th- of, uh, of teens. We we, we should do. We should really think about doing an episode sometime in the month of October where it's it's just you just no. give, giving your thoughts on Halloween. <laughs> Just, teens, te- just putting you're, you're, putting Halloween on blast for an hour. You're you're an adult. Teens are bad. You're one day your house is gonna get egged and it's gonna be because of fucking teens and it's gonna be bad. Oh, anyway, oh, but bet. the thing around so around Halloween, no, no, no. All right, Halloween and Christmas time. You have the thing where you go to the Home Depot and there's just this blow up thing. And I think we actually covered this in your neighborhood once, where you have houses that actually do decorate and they put their whole ass into it. Yeah, and you have houses where they just plug a thing in. And there's a jumbo Santa and reindeer, and it's it's just like it's so low effort. Yeah, my it's my, like, na- it's th- my neighborhood. We get we get the whole it's the whole spectrum. There are some houses that are really nicely done, and there are some that are yeah as as half assed as could, could possibly. And, and then be. and then you and, and then you have yours where you have a sign out front that says "Ask me about my smart home setup." Oh, at the end, I have the little the little QR code that. Um, um yeah has people send me a a dm on twitter yeah Mm -hmm. and it has a referral code for like uh for your belkin wemo (laughs) it should yeah anyway i should be uh, should be for philips hue damn it spend enough money on hue stuff yeah there's a i I got so i've progressed to the the age where all my instagram ads are either for advil or philips hue lights right and there was one where uh philip and i forgot to send it to you there was a thing where uh it said philips hue was having their annual halloween sale and i'm like that's not a holiday (laughs) all right this this is taking too long let's okay so anyway that that was the hard bundle of disney plus um you bought airpods pro how are they so far, so good. This all comes with the caveat that I, I just got them on Friday and haven't really had a ton of occasion to use them since then. So really only a handful um, of times that I've that I've used them so far. But, you know, I didn't have the first gen. I've never worn a pair of the first gen. I've, I've never had noise canceling earbuds. I've only ever had the, you know, over the ear kind of Bose headphones um for noise cancellation and yeah they're 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 really good um but with the quick caveat that you bought these and and you're you're excluding one primary use case is you are not using these for like video conferences correct these so, are just music and walking headphones right correct so yeah i you know i fully expected the experience of of trying to use the microphone 
to uh to to be bad like even if you turn off all the noise cancellation stuff just just because of the way that they make a seal in your ear it just it makes it so that it's weird to hear yourself it makes you feel like it's like you're like you hear yourself like as though you have a cold like yeah. it has this like like this weird like like not echo but like the stuffiness it's uh yeah right and that like i i I sort of knew to expect that from like having these Bose headphones that I've had over the years. Cause like those have had microphones for a while. And like, whenever I've tried to use those, like it's just, it's bad. And so, you know, I thought, well, I, I should try it with AirPods pro and yeah, sure enough, it, it's bad. Like even if you put transparency mode on, it's still just, it's, it's just weird. And with transparency mode, it's almost actually kind of worse. Cause there's, there's also like, not only can you not hear yourself super well still, but there's also like this slight delay and like that, that's weird too. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, and I would never would never use these for phone calls or for Zoom, but for you know, especially like walking around where, you know, like I'm not in a super busy neighborhood, but I'm in a, in a neighborhood where it can sometimes get pretty windy, or there can be you know a decent number of cars driving by, where you know regular AirPods just they don't create any sort of seal or anything. So you know, I, I'm often like you know, having to turn the volume way up or like even having to like pause a podcast or something while a, you know, super loud car or bus or something goes by. Um, and so like, I want, I wanted to, you know, experience AirPods Pro thinking that, you know, they would be, they would be better for that. And, you know, initial impressions is that I, I think they are, um, sound quality is really good. They're, they're, they're quite comfortable. Um, I did the whole like ear tip test thing um, where, you know, it, it kind of like tests if you're getting a good enough seal and out of the box, they come with the medium ear tips. And I was sort of consistently like basically not passing that test. It was saying like, eh, you know, your seal is just so, so or whatever, but I tried putting in the the small tips and, and those have been, those have been working really well. Um, it's a little harrowing taking the tips on and off that thing you you really feel like you're gonna break something in doing that um but but anyway um i took them on a walk for the first time today and that was really my first opportunity to try um transparency mode it's weird like i think though right yeah i think it's good but it but it's weird because it's because it's like everything that you're hearing is 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 being processed if like if that makes sense like it's it's but almost the, but like the, but the fact that the latency is so low is yeah the part that's it's like it's it's kind of astounding that you know it is microphones transitioning like that it's relaying audio and being processed through a bunch of algorithms and the latency is like one sixteenth of a second right and, and it, but it, it's just weird how like all of the ambient sound around you, it, it, it's like almost as if it's it's being like added to like whatever you're listening to. It's like I was listening to Upgrade on this walk today and it's like it's almost mm-hmm. as if like <laughs> all these outdoor noises were just like a part of the episode. Um, well, and that's the thing where I think Casey is always, or I don't, I don't know if it's Casey or Mike, but they've always talked about or suggested that like AirPods were like the the first frontier of like augmented reality. And that's the thing where, because I, I, do you have um, spoken, like I think in iOS it's called announcements. Do you have notifications announced? Oh no, that I turn all that off. That is one of the things, maybe this, maybe this is more of a runner thing, 
But I actually find that if you use that judiciously, very, very, very interesting where depending on like safety when I'm running, I'm allowed to, I like I will toggle noise cancellation and transparency mode on or off, but having notifications just pop into your ear, like it's kind of the next level of like how I kind of in the past had wished that Amazon Echoes would have the ability to talk to you, like, but that would somehow like have contextual awareness to know how. I don't know, like, like Air- AirPods, if you do lean into the announce notifications thing, it's kind of, it's, it's this weird uncanny valley, but mostly canny, I guess. Like, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you um, mentioned, like, toggling the noise cancellation versus transparency modes, because that, that's pretty quick and easy to, to do. Um, yeah, skip a squeeze. You get that, or like on the phone and control center, you can quickly swap between them. So I, so of course I we experimented with that on the walk today, and yeah, I, I don't think I would unless I was in a pretty isolated area. I don't think I would ever on a walk turn on the noise cancellation mode because it's I don't know it it, it makes it so that you feel very cut off from your surroundings because it because it does kind work of. it does. I mean, it, it's not perfect, but it works pretty well. It, it yeah, it it does. But the only thing I'll say, like, it, I guess, in a louder city environment, uh, it doesn't necessarily work well enough. Where a lot of times it is noisy enough where you turn on noise cancellation and you can still hear the outside world. But yeah, I, I, guess... I feel like in like in in the suburbs where stuff is fairly quiet on its own, I definitely feel like where you kind of just like feel like it's kind of like going on a plane. You throw on the Bose QC whatever's and just like. Oh, like after like five minutes, you kind of forget that the world is actually around you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I mostly kept it on transparency and and sort of assumed that that's what I'd be using most of the time. But I mean, what what's really really amazing about that mode is like you know when a loud car or something comes by, like it it it's amazing what it does in sort of mixing that sound into what you're listening to where you can you can hear whatever that noise is but you can still also very clearly hear what you're listening to in a way that is very much not the case like with regular airpods where that outside sound is just kind of like leaking into the headphones like it's well it's it's pretty amazing so that's the interest that that's the key isn't that the key selling point of the airpods gen 2 is it so with the airpod pros first generations and uh, transitively the beats fit pro the they have a fixed volume for how loud it interprets the outside world and one of the big things of is it called the h2 right the thing that's in the airpods pro second gen is that it's i don't know if personalized spatial it's, it's, audio it, it's is a, a da- different thing it, that's a different thing it's adaptive transparency is what you're thinking of. yeah like yeah. that's neat because the one thing that i will like because i uh, as we've covered i like live and die by the beats fit pro but sometimes in transparency mode it will relay very very loud sounds at the volume that it, that it should but is sometimes too loud so have you played around with the adaptive, adaptive transparency mode? And can you give any like insight into how that actually works? Yeah, I, I was about to say, like, I never had an original set of AirPods Pro, so I don't really know what to compare it to. But but there actually is a toggle in settings where you can turn trans, adaptive transparency on or off. So I guess I could turn that off and see what it's like. It's on by default, and I just had it on mm-hmm. today. Um, 
I mean, I, I know my impression so far is that it, it seemed to very intelligently mix in the sounds around me. In fact, like it's so weird because it's almost as if like I could hear the sounds around me better, but they were less distracting. Like if that makes sense, like it, it was like one of yeah, it was like. Whereas previously, like if a loud car drove by, like my with my regular AirPods, it would make it so that I basically like couldn't hear the you know the podcast I was listening to for a second. Whereas with transparency mode, it was almost like I could hear that same car from like further away, but then as it was passing, I could still just totally hear the podcast just fine. So mm-hmm. yeah, very. Very, very strange at first, I guess. Like that, that was my, my first thought is like, whoa, this is weird. But then, but like weird in a good way, I guess. Like we, weird in a way where I feel like after a week of using it or something, I'll like, I'll actually not think weird. not, not having it is weird. Um, so yeah, very, um, very neat. And I, I also, um, you'll, you'll, you'll love this to bring the conversation full circle. Actually, the other kind of test that I did was, um, I, you know, connected them to my, my iPhone here at home just for a couple of minutes and threw on, uh, uh star Wars on Disney plus just to like hear like the spatial audio Dolby Atmos thing. And I mean, it, it, they sound, they sound pretty darn good. For, for what they are i was i was pretty i was pretty impressed yeah um do you ever ever put them into the middle mode where they're doing neither noise cancellation or transparency mode i did that briefly on the walk today um I found it, found it was worthless I, th- it's, I it's, thought it was i thought it was kind of weird because it it seemed like it made it so that maybe like and the volume was like a little higher maybe on what I was listening to. But then it also left me with that weird feeling where like, I, it, like my ears were still kind of partially sealed, but it's still stuffed up. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't leave that on very long or I guess I didn't leave it off <laughs> for very long. Yeah. Um. So I, so I don't know, like I, I don't really know exactly where these are going to fit in. Like when I eventually start, traveling again like the next time i'm on a plane whenever the heck that's going to end up being like am i going to just wear these instead of like my trusty bose headphones like i i don't i don't know the problem with the airpods though is like i'm not not sure if you're taking like transatlantic flights or whatever but like is it they still i think are five hours max of battery Mm -hmm. life where the bose not that you're really keeping them on like you're you're taking breaks but the battery for a lot of flights is, is not long enough got it where you'd have to just like pop them in but uh what was the other thing i was gonna say um have you tried do you do any exercise where you're moving well because i mean would these I ever haven't be been doing much exercise lately no. that's not what i meant don't <laughs> i'm not don't don't put words in my mouth um they would these ever be like Peloton headphones? Like, because that was the thing where I think when I tried, when I convinced you and and failed at converting you to the Beats Fit Pro lifestyle, you tried them as like Peloton headphones. Are these because like I you are correct where these are like perfect like walking headphones or hiking headphones or whatever? Would these 
do you think these can work for exercise? Because that's the one thing I've, I've always wondered. Like, I don't understand how people can use AirPods Pro as exercise headphones and just not have them fall out. Do you think that would work for you? No, but not for the reason that you're alluding to. I don't. Th- I don't think I would want any sort sort of noise cancellation during a workout. Like even transparency hmm. mode. I don't. I don't think I would want that while working out. I, I can't. I can't really explain why. I just don't think I would want that. You should try it. You get used to it real fast. Um, I mean, especially like on the. I mean, shoot. Like if if I'm on the Peloton, like I. I I guess I could just put that in a full noise isolation mode, and I, I guess that would mostly be okay. But um, I don't think I would want that. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Because I mean, okay, so because over- there there is kind of this this. I mean, it, overall, I would say, and a lot of people have made this point where even with noise cancellation on, you don't you don't get that like that weird sensation that you sometimes get with noise canceling headphones, where it's like your ears like feel kind of like full in kind of a weird way. Um, mm. Like I, you know, I haven't, I haven't really experienced any of that, but I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like even though the, even though the sensation of that while just walking around with AirPods pro is perfectly fine. I, I just, I don't think I would want that when doing more strenuous activity. I don't know. That's kind of an irrational take maybe, but yeah, it's personal preference. All right, neat. So overall, like one and a half thumbs up so far. Yeah, I need, I need, I need more time with them. Um, and I, I, I also have to admit it, it, it does feel a little frivolous living like a multiple AirPod lifestyle now. I am, a, I feel like a little self conscious about that, but, um, <laughs> but I don't know. I actually do feel how many, like how many pairs of shoes do you own? Yeah, too many. Um, oh no, I was, I was I was hoping you'd say very few, and that would be like, well, fine, you can have two pairs of headphones. No, no, I have too many pairs of shoes. Um, do you have a lot of shoes? I kind of do. Too how many, many pairs of shoes do you have? I don't really know, but too many. Is it more than? Does it have two numbers, two digits? Yeah. Oh man, I think I have seven. But that, but that, but that, I mean, are running, uh, running shoes. I'm including everything. There's like, so am I. (laughs) What? Well, because I, I also have like, I've I've got shoes for like different times of the year, depending on like what I'm having to do around the house. So I've got to have like, you know, water resistant shoes for when I'm. Okay, well, hiking shoes don't count or boots don't count. Okay, well, I don't know. What everyday shoes do you have? Um,. Again, too, right, too, too many. We'll leave you off the hook. No tip. All right. Okay. All right. One and a half thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Apple. So next story, because we're an hour and 20. Um, yeah, we stayed on Coco too long. Uh, this was a controversy that we never actually talked about. But well, actually, so in t- after our big software update week last week, uh, iOS or iPad OS 16 was delayed where it is not going to be released until iOS 16.1. And one thing people were mad about during the betas was that stage manager, which is the new multitasking view or windowing system. Don't call it that. Um, was originally restricted to just the M one based iPad pro, which meant that even though it wasn't terribly different from the iPad Pro 2018 model, the 2021 was basically the only iPad that you could use. 
and stage manager was also coupled with a USB-C to HDMI like external display thingy or I don't know if it's Thunderbolt or HDMI but yeah so stage manager was was restricted to a very small number of iPads and people got mad about that but in uh the early betas of 16.1 uh apparently stage manager is has been backported or the limitation that causes it to only work on the new iPad has been lifted and it now works on anything with an A12Z or later, which I don't know what that includes, but interesting, maybe? Yeah, so so what that includes is the 2018 and newer iPad Pros, which is when they, basically when they went to, went to the current design language, like the flat sides and all that, like when they made that change in 2018, that's, those iPads now are, are what pick this up does it include my ipad air 2018 i don't believe so Boo. i think i think it's just so i i have a 2018 ipad pro and i i think mine is like the oldest ipad that it supports now i think double i would say double check that but i i, th- I think that's what it is um mm. Because I th- I think those iPad Pros back in that time frame had a different, slightly faster processor than the Air did, which is I think now that's not the case, right? Does it isn't the the M ones like in everything now iPad wise? Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, back then I think the iPad Pros kind of had a separate processor. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah. neat, neat. I guess like I, Maybe. I, I, I've never, I haven't really given this much thought over the summer because, I mean, I've never used Stage Manager, so I mean, I guess maybe I'm passing judgment on it too soon. But I, I just, I don't use my iPad in that way. Like, I don't, I'm not juggling around a bunch of different windows or apps at once generally. So I don't, I don't know how much utility something like this would have. For because me. you get real work done on a real computer. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, so, so yeah, so they, but, it, but, you know, neat. I'm glad, I'm glad to see that they've made this change. And then what they've done now is, um, so like stage manager sort of like almost does two different things. Like it works natively on your iPad's display, but then it can also um, show even more windows on an external display. And so what they've now done is they've actually taken that external display mode completely out of the beta. So no iPads, even the M1 iPads, no long, they, none of them now have external stage, external monitor stage manager support. And what they're going to do now is they're going to bring that back in 16.2 or something, um, but only for the M1 iPads. So the non the non M1 iPads where Stage Manager is going to work now are going to be limited to just using your iPad display and not an external display. So and that and that feels much more accurate because yeah. that would imply like I mean just like because the M1 because it was made for Macs has like built in Thunderbolt video out like there's some besp- like on the chip stuff that inherently supports or facilitates external displays in a way that the old ones wouldn't right and I, you know i don't i guess i don't want to harp on this too much because it's a little inside baseball and, and it's a lot of it's kind of marketing and kind of like well what else are they going to say but like 
this change does make a lot of the quotes that a lot of the quotes and interviews that Apple was giving over the summer, like just sound really dumb now. Cause like, there's all these quotes, I, like including from like Craig, like going on and on about why about it was ne- about, yeah. Why it was necessary to limit stage manager to M one iPads. And again, like it's, it's marketing. Like I, I, I get it, but it just, in retrospect now, that stuff just, it just looks dumb. Yeah, but I wasn't mad about that at all because I feel like if you want this on an iPad, like, I, I again, I, 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 like, iPad people are, like, a very specific type. And, like, and if, if like, like if people defend Apple at every step, why is the fact that they only restrict this to the highest and iPad the part where they draw the line? It was, it didn't, like, in, in terms of the lousiness that Apple will sometimes do, this didn't seem that egregious. Eh, yeah, I, I I didn't really think so either. I mean, easy for me to say because I don't really think this is a feature for me necessarily. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to see that they they made it work. I mean, I don't know. It it would have been. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they maybe they couldn't have said over the summer like, oh, you know, we're exploring maybe bringing this to other iPads. Because um, then if it didn't work, then that that's another problem. But I don't know. The, the the whole the whole way this has been rolled out was not not really ideal. But it's ultimately ended up in a good place. So that's fine. All right, let's blow through this next section because I think this is going to be mostly me. Uh, there was an Amazon event today, uh, and they released a bunch of stuff, and only very few do I actually care about. Or do we actually care about? Do you still own a Kindle? I do. Mm-hmm. Have you used it in a very long time? Well, no. There's, there, <laughs> okay. ha- there hasn't been a lot of uh, just free reading time you're not, recently. You're not reading Pinkalicious and Goodnight Moon to to the kiddos on it? Not, no, no, the kid, the, the kiddos, is, is, they're trying is to put a... Is in your future yet? Oh, the Pinkalicious is a, a staple of this household, absolutely. You know what that is? Ooh, okay. Of course, we, we've got the original one, we've got the Christmas one. There's a Christmas uh, one? There is. Mm-hmm. The gist of that, because I've only heard this from other podcasts, is from, from, parent, from parent stuff, is she's a, a, somebody who eats too many cupcakes and turns pink. Is Correct. that the deal? That, you've, you've got it. Spot on, yeah. No, no spoilers. Wait, so, you're, so it's so it's not like breaking a, a, a breaking Saul, better better call Saul, where it, you have to watch six seasons or something. It's just, it's it's that simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, you you can write a children's book and do but like do, a, but, a do you, but do but do you know but do you know how she becomes not pink? She eats healthy vegetables and stuff. Damn it, you do know. Okay. Well, I, again, I've listened. I've listened. <laughs> I, I, one of the pod, a comedy podcasts I really like is a guy who has, uh, he now has a seven year old and a three year old. So I've, there's a lot of parenting stuff that, that clicks over. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Pinkalicious is good. Um, I, I really thought it was made up when they, no, no, when they that's, mentioned it. Very, no it's very real. Very real. Yes. Okay. Amazon Kindles. So, you know I've been really hoping for a new Kindle Oasis for a long time because I'm so mad that it charges over micro USB and it's literally the only thing I still own that charges with micro USB C or micro USB instead of USB C. Ooh, micro USB C. It's it's like when people you you in Santa Barbara you worked at an electronics store. I assume you also encounter people who called it a UCSB cable. Oh, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So Amazon introduced a new Kindle. 
which is not what I wanted, but I still think it's an interesting product. So they introduced the Amazon Kindle Scribe, which is an e-ink tablet. It's a good, so, good, good name too, actually. Yeah. Are you familiar with something called the Remarkable 2? No. All right, so open that in Google. Um, it's it's spelled just how you think it would be. So I get a lot of Instagrams, Instagram ads for this when they're not showing me Advil. And it's a thing where it's a, it's an e-ink iPad, basically. And I, as somebody who has sometimes have uh, like attention and focus concerns, I've thought this is very interesting as a product because it's kind of like an iPad, but it doesn't have the big shiny color screen with push notifications and all the stuff to distract you. And, but the problem is that this was made by a company that is like very like they 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 it's a startup and they don't they obviously don't have the resources to make a fully baked product like yes they have a very nice website and the reviews all come from people who i don't know if you've ever seen those technology things where the people who buy it and talk about it really 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 like the idea so they're willing to forgive a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in order to kind of tell people it's good it feels kind of like that where i've wanted to buy this but it's from a company in europe and it's like 570 bucks if you buy the nice one so i've never bought it even though i'm somebody who, buy it, who makes a lot of dumb purchases so i don't think this is my next kindle because it's too big so the Kindle Oasis has, I think, a six and a half inch screen, and I think it's the absolute perfect size. Like other than the charging situation, even though mine is like four years old, it is perfect. Like it's the absolute greatest reading device. It's got physical page turn buttons. I love it. The Kindle Scribe is basically a jumbo Kindle Oasis mixed with a remarkable two. It's got kind of like an Apple Pencil Surface Pen style no charge ever stylus that you can mark up documents do notes draw stuff on in addition to being a regular kindle and the pricing on it is not terrible so the it comes in 16 32 and 64 gig versions the 16 gig starts at 339 the version i well spoiler alert the version i pre-ordered is the 32 gig one with the premium? You got the premium pen. pen. Nice. Well, no, because you can't you can't get the uh, the the basic pen as they call it, um, and, and it, with the higher memory capacities, and that is 389. Mm, I see. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I feel like the likelihood I'm going to keep. Like, I really hope I like it, but I feel like the likelihood I it actually sticks is probably fairly low. But I, I want to see what it's like because it's too big to be an e-reader. Like that's the thing where I just can't see myself reading on something this large. Like it's not big, but it's 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 definitely bigger than a paperback book. So I don't know. Like I, I ordered one. It's 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 a very intriguing product to me, and I feel. Even though Amazon's software track record, both across the Echo line and the Kindle, has been mediocre at best, 
I find this to be a very intriguing product, and uh, it ships the end of November, and I'll tell you about it then. I feel like if you were reading, I don't know, like magazines, this would this would potentially be a really I think in, edu- in education. It would make a lot of sense. Like if you're marking, like not that you're grading papers, but if you're like marking up like academic articles, mm-hmm. that I get. Because, like, does Kindle even support magazines anymore? Oh. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it feels like if, if you were reading, like, magazines or newspapers or something like that, this size would actually be good. But, yeah, for reading just a novel, this seems way too big. Yeah, that's where I don't. But the part that that bugs me or that that bums me out is that I feel like this kind of makes that it absolutely says there's never ever going to be an update to the Kindle releases. So I I had this Amazon event kind of tucked away because I I thought for sure this is when they were going to finally do an update to the Oasis or, or come out with something that was like basically the next generation of that. And then, yeah, I, I saw this, and that was one of my first thoughts too. Was like, oh no, <laughs> they've 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 done the um, they've done the the iPhone thing where they've like taken away the iPad or the iPhone Mini, and they've no, they've this, done the, the iPhone Plus. The Oasis is the 13 Mini. No, right, exactly, yeah. Like um, because here's the, like because the thing is like the Oasis isn't there's not really anything that special about it. It's just nice that one, it's like it feels premium. And like it's just a very, it's just a very nice object to hold. It's very well built, and it's the only Kindle with with buttons to yeah, turn because this doesn't this doesn't have buttons, right? No, but and, and even like they they released a re- a refreshed like Kindle Paperwhite, which even though like it's a third the cost, it's mostly like in, in a lot of ways it's better than the Oasis, and it has USB C, but it doesn't have page turn buttons, right? Ugh. So the the Oasis is like you can go to the bottom of this. Um, well, you can still subscribe. buy it. It's still part of the lineup. Yeah, it still remains a product. What, what's what's the thing when they would talk about Apple would say it, it still it remains a product in our lineup or something? I forget what they were referring to, but yeah, that's that's what the Oasis is. And I'm just going to use it till it dies. Like even though the battery life on mine sucks because it's three or four years old, like it's I, I da- isn't like bad battery life on a Kindle still probably pretty good. Well, no, because I, I have found a workaround for that. Is I just have to keep it in airplane mode. And oh, because you, you have a cellular cellular one. But I think it's even the Wi-Fi radios that kind of leak battery. Oh. Now that I've put, now that I've kept it in airplane mode, because like I only have one Kindle and I don't read on my iPhone, so like the the Whisper Sync or whatever it's called doesn't matter. Does does that I, still the, does does that, does that still work? Didn't didn't I the, no didn't idea. the carriers like? shut down all the like 3g networks that something like that would attach to now no my my kindle oasis supports full 4g so i I, can watch youtube on it no i don't think i can um anyway it's fine like but now that i keep it in airplane mode the battery lasts a month it's it's fine um anyway this this, this is this is both a a nifty thing and also kind of a bummer because i i just want usbc on the oasis Anyway, so, so my 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 last question, which I, I haven't really been able to figure out on my own here, is mm. what is the difference between the basic pen and the premium pen? I have no idea, <laughs> but a premium, it's got premium. Do I want an eighty-seven octane pen? No, I don't. <laughs> like it, it, it appears that the premium pen has a shortcut 
button because there's something here that says shortcut button and then in parentheses premium pen only oh and a I, dedic- dedicated eraser is yeah i think it's so it's kind of like with the with the surface they have a nice one and a bad or and like a, and a cheap one mm. and the difference is that you can't rotate the pen upside down to erase stuff and it just feels very cheap Got i'm assuming it. that's what that is yeah yeah i don't know this this seems too big sorry <laughs> oh no like i like I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes but i'm like i'm pretty sure it's it's going back yeah. But you know what? Like, I feel nothing because Amazon is spending so much money on football. So literally feel nothing. Um, other thing that was kind of interesting here, because I have, we've talked offline, online about this, that I've been thinking about re about simplifying and getting rid of my very fussy and, and somewhat problematic uh, Ubiquity setup. And we've been talking about Eero, and you told me to wait for uh, the looming Google google nest wi-fi home update i think it's literally what it's called yeah this new one's like <laughs> google nest wi-fi pro i think is the leaked name I'm, on it i'm not sure um but i like so i i looked at some of the reviews of the euro 6e pro maybe and they all kind of backed up your thing which is that they're not reliable. It's nice, but it's it's nice, but the, there's there's enough connection drops where yeah something's something's amiss. It, it, exactly. Yeah. It's it's but it's so weird. But the thing with this Amazon event is that they they introduced something that I think is very interesting. And uh, like in a world where let's pretend the software is perfect. Uh, do you know what PoE is? Yeah, power over Ethernet, right? Yeah. So I think this is actually really smart to introduce because. You, you, I mean, you technically, like, you wired a lot of your house for Ethernet, right? I did. Mm-hmm. Like, this would be neat where you just, like, you just run, like, a single Ethernet cable, like, through the wall or in a, in a little spot, and you can just wall mount an Eero where you don't need to have a USB-C power dongle thingy and have it sit on a desk. Like, that's, yeah, that's, I, this I, is neat. I, it is neat. I appreciate it. I mean, in my particular setup where I have my little three, you know, wireless thingies like running you won't you won't mention tp link by name <laughs> well i i guess well because they have like one like one of them is technically the router and then the other mm-hmm. the other two are like mesh points or like whatever um i mean running power to them is not really that big of a deal um so power over, the... power over ethernet would not really do anything for my particular setup yeah i mean but i but I, yeah i do like i don't know that, like just conceptually i think this is actually super interesting and it also frees them up to expand into kind of the smb and enterprise space because that's the thing with ubiquity which is that you can have like a 24 port poe switch and just run a bunch of like ceiling mounted mesh units up and like and that's where this could go like th- this is very interesting to me but the fact that the latest generation has really apparently really buggy software or mediocre hardware it's kind of puts a damper on that but yeah eh, it's interesting no this this looks this looks super super neat um and and, and is is really similar like my setup is you know with the the tp link thing that i have like the primary one which is you know connected to my fiber modem it you know it's it, it, it's connected to the fiber modem and then it runs to like a, you know, a 18 port or whatever switch, like one of the, one of the ones that you recommended to me, Netgear or whatever, um, which, you know, is, is 
basically like and like this gateway thing could could basically like combine those two in my little family room cabinet where all that stuff is and then i could run ethernet to a couple of nodes in the house and and have kind of the same setup but like again because i can run power to the mesh units without a problem like they wouldn't they wouldn't really i don't know it's not solving much it's not it's not it's not solving much, no. But but it's it's neat that Eero's going in this direction. The only thing that I that I that gives me pause or that I don't that's gonna hamper their success here is like having that like phone app based management system that requires a persistent internet connection. Like in the prosumer and like SMB segment, that's not gonna fly so i don't something there will have to change so we'll see yeah Mm -hmm. all right couple last bit things um vince gilligan is gonna make a show with apple tv plus starring kim wexler but Mm -hmm. not kim like it's not gonna be a it's not gonna be yet another spinoff it's just she's gonna be the actress right or is there no information whatsoever there's no information but i i I don't think this is going to be in the breaking bad universe no i would i'd be surprised if that's where they go with it quote so far it is described as a grounded genre drama what on earth does that mean the series will star better call Saul lead actress aria seahorn right yay Mm -hmm. all right yep uh neat um have you watched any Apple TV shows other than Ted Lasso and For All Mankind? Uh, we are partway through Severance. Ooh. Okay, I finished that. All right, let me know how you think. What What's actually your impression so far? I really like it. The lady friend doesn't, which is why we're only partway through it. <laughs> In- interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. A tongue or whatever the phrase was. Yeah, okay. I am. Um, we're, yeah, I think we're basically at the halfway point. And I, 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 it, that type of show is right. That's right in my wheelhouse. And I, I like Adam Scott. Like it's, it, it's all good stuff for me. Um, so I, I do mm-hmm. want to finish that first season. Yeah. Sad Ben Wyatt. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. There's an eight football. We'll, we'll, we'll push that. And we're running long. So let's, we'll, like, let's remember to, move the grab bag stuff into next week but otherwise yeah i i think i'm good yeah me too all right what do you got for just specials um so we 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 talked about this i think last week um and i'm i'm gonna make it a chef special um this um totally uh spelled t-o-t-a-l-l-e-e um thin iphone case that i got for my, my 14 pro max um, so I'm, I'm making this a chef special for two reasons. So number one is because I got the case last week. I think I actually got it like the day after we recorded last week's episode. And they, they actually have like a YouTube video that they email you. Like when you're about to get the case after you put in your order that says like, Hey, you know, this is like a very tight fitting, you know, case. So like, here's a little video to show you like how to put it on. It could be like a little tricky. And so I, you know, I get the case and I, I'm like trying to put it on my phone and I'm like, yeah, this is really like not, this is like not going on. Um, and I like take it completely off and I like look at it and then just like hold it up against my phone. And I immediately go, uh oh, this, this, this is, 
this is the pro size, not the pro max size. And I'm like, damn it, did they send me the wrong size? And I you know, go and look at my original order. No, I just, I ordered the wrong one. I'm an idiot. I ordered the pro instead of the pro max case. And so I, you know, submitted a support ticket, basically saying, hey, I'm a dummy. I ordered the wrong case. Like, is there a way I can, you know, do some kind of exchange or something? And they sent me a response back the next day that's like, oh, like totally no problem. We'll, totally. we'll, we'll send you, you know, the right size case if, you know, for free. We won't, we won't, we, we, we normally charge shipping, but we'll, we'll waive that this time and don't worry about sending the old case back. <laughs> and like, I got those, I got the response back to the support ticket. And then the order confirmation for the new case. I actually think I got the order confirmation for the new case like right before I got the response for the support from the support ticket, which was mm-hmm. which was awesome. Um, and then you know got the new case a couple days ago. Actually, it wasn't very difficult to put on. <laughs> um, and it it's re- it's really really nice. It it feels great. It's got kind of just the right amount of grip to it without being like difficult to take in and out of a pocket yeah um really like the green color um and i like the way that it that it works with the the space black or whatever color phone that i have is it a is it a shiny or is it a matte like what what is it what does it look like um i would say it's 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 i would describe it as matte it's got okay. a little bit of a shiny look to it, like when it's not actually on your phone. But when it's on your phone, I would say it's more matte. And that you know the color is is subtle. Like I'm actually like looking at it now. Like I'm I'm actually getting kind of uh, what was it forest green or whatever it was. iPhone was that for the iPhone 11 that had a green color. I'm like I'm getting that kind of vibe from it where. It does kind of just mostly look like a dark gray from a lot of angles, but then when you get it in the right light, you're like, oh yeah, that is a little green. But it is, it's a little more green than that. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 really nice, and I actually think I'm probably just gonna like leave this on my phone. Um, and I, I like I like that it's got the cutouts for the buttons, and it doesn't have some kind of cover over the top of them. And then I also, and this this is very, um. Actually, well, no. Actually, Syracuse, he um, he's all about having the um, like the bottom of his cases be like open. Um, yeah, th- this is actually not that, but I, I don't I don't find that to be distracting at all or anything. Like when I swipe up to you know unlock the phone, and the buttons are um, are very easily accessible. The the um, silent switch is maybe a teeny bit harder to access, but I. My phone's always on. No, I don't don't ever mess with that. So I don't really care. Like the, the lock button and the volume buttons, the one that's the the ones that you actually use, like those are, those are very easy to, um, press and still feel good. So yeah, it is really, really nice case. And, and, and $39, which for iPhone cases is, is pretty, pretty reasonable. Yeah. It actually feels like this is maybe a, a success story where I thought, I always thought that they were kind of, like uh like a, a cheaper or like somewhat down market case brand or maybe this like last generation they established themselves where they're able to charge like premium market rate prices so that's kind of cool 
Um, well, I and I um I kept that pro size case. So when you get your 14 Pro, if you wanna if you wanna try it out, let me know and you can you can have right. it. Neat. All right, my chef special that I've actually been forgetting to mention for several weeks now. Uh, it's called uh, so it's at flipbelt.com. I bought it on Amazon, but um, let's uh, we go straight to the source. Uh, this is a product that's um, not the greatest, but it's it's better than I expected it to be. Oh, have yeah, I I have one of these slash have something very similar to. Or you this. might have like the, one of the one of the eight thousand Amazon knockoffs that exists. Yes, yeah, I, so, I yeah, I do have one of these. So I bought the name brand version of this because here's the thing. So I have tried several times to buy a running armband and they all suck and, I, and, and they're just the worst yeah and but i don't it's it's impossible to carry a phone like which is how dense the apple's phones are these days you can't keep it in your pocket it's just it's just flopping around that's that's not a sustainable solution so for me like i will usually do a run with just beats fit pro and my apple watch but if I'm doing a run that requires me to bike somewhere, it is not, and I and I don't really blame them for this. Uh, like uh, you, like the the Bay Wheels bikes that you can get, there's no way to initiate uh, a rental of those or use your membership without a phone. You can't do it watch only, which dooms me to have to carry my phone with me, and that is where the flip belt comes in. So it's 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 a belt kind of a fanny pack but not really and it is actually amazing like it's, it's really good like it's like i don't like it just because i i wish there was some alternative solution but it's one where like i just would let that i would think that like physics doesn't count or something like i, ca I can't think of a better solution for it i'm still kind of like bummed that this is the only thing out there but yeah it's it's a um like neoprene fabric like just belt that goes around your waist and you just have a little thing where you can just tuck in your phone and whatever else like they show you can hold like oh your id and your keys and all this other stuff but no i just use it to just tuck an iphone 13 pro in and it does the job really really well and it's it's quite nice like it is it is the like what's the thing about democracy is the is uh, the the worst form of government other than all the ones we've tried like this is the like the worst way to carry your phone except everything else like it's it's pretty good it's not ideal but it's pretty good oh so there there are a bunch of different colors this thing comes in uh, and i'm gonna Black. i'm gonna oh i was gonna say you got neon punch because no, that, that appears well, to be their version of like bright green or bright well, no, orange no because my deal is whenever i'm running i like i have i have running shorts i have a uh like just a long sleeve like lightweight like sweat wicking whatever thingy like just like your standard like half zip like athletic pullover thingy and no like nobody could ever see that i'm wearing this so it does not have a color and i would not like i i'm not a flashy person in this one specific instance everywhere else in life yes but definitely 